Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. One day we will have an intro, but today is not that day. Hello, hello, I'm Kalina. And I'm Eleanor. And welcome back to Don't Quote Me On That, where we kind of talk about Fezco. No, we do. We absolutely, for 100% certainty, can say we talk about Fezco. Yeah, where we, the new tagline, folks, just dropped. Don't quote me on that, where we definitely talk about Fezco. Yes. Even oh. when we're not even talking about Euphoria. Speaking of Fesco, I haven't actually listened to the song, but Jack Harlow released that song that was that he had that little snippet of that was like, they used the Fergie sample. Uh-huh. I was going to sing it, and then I decided let's not do that. Um, I saw that happen on your face, yeah. <laughs> um, and apparently in it, he, he has a line where he's like, I'm on Angus Cloud 9. Get it? Which is a reference to our, to our boy, our boy Fez. Which I think is dangerous because I think, um, unfortunately, Angus Cloud and Jack Harlow are very quickly inhabiting the same space in the internet's mind. Oh, if they are even on my phone screen at the same time, uh, if they are even in the same tweet together, I will not yeah, be we'll shutting up happened. about that. I saw that trending. I saw I saw Angus Cloud 9 trending and I was like, oh, what's that? And then I went to check it out and it was like, Jack Harlow. And I was like, nope, that's, that's going to uh-uh, be bad that's for everybody. Dangerous. I'm annoying enough. We don't need to give her any more uh-uh. ammo. But anyway, we're back with our Euphoria specials. Um, I think everyone should be really proud of us because we've been doing such a good job at like releasing these weekly. We really have. I'm super proud of us. I know no one told us to do this, and it's like the only thing we have to do is the thing we said we would do. But still, I think everyone should round of applause for Colleen and Eleanor. Okay, now that the applause is over, we gave you a lot of time to applaud. Uh, we are on season two, episode five, Stand Still Like the Hummingbird. Um, and I feel like if you've seen a Euphoria clip in the past, probably since season two came out, it's been from this episode. Yeah, um, I just realized as you were talking that I have not, I didn't rewatch this episode before we did this. Honestly, so, like, I feel like this is one of the episodes you don't have I was to say, because yeah. First of all, it's the most linear of the episodes, mm-hmm. um, and I think that um, this episode is the most linear because Rue is sober for a good seventy-five percent of it, and so instead of like getting lost in her little um, drug-induced fantasies or what mm-hmm. have you, we're like actually. Go, there's a lot more like silence, there's less uh, music, less of a soundtrack, which I really like and I thought was a really good um, mm-hmm. kind of immersive decision, if you will. But uh, to let us, uh, at the very end of the last episode, Ru, uh, Elliot told Jules that Rue was still doing drugs. Mm-hmm. And one thing I wanted to note is, because it kind of comes, I think it's a a very interesting parallel, which I wouldn't have noticed if I hadn't rewatched the last episode when we talked about it, is at the end of the last episode, Eleanor pointed out she is mimicking what her father's saying, but Rue is, there's a photo of Rue and Jules on screen, and over it is Rue going, I love you, I love you. It's kind of repeating that over and over again. So I think that's very interesting given what's about to happen in the opening of this next scene. Mm-hmm. My first note. Um, the amount of cursing this family does is appalling. If I said a curse word in front of my mother, 
once, not even to her, just in front of her, I would never hear the end of it. Um, my first note is Gia deserves better. Oh, yeah. And then, so basically they're arguing and it's uh, Drew and her mom arguing about drugs, right? Because Rue's mom was like, are you doing drugs and blah, blah, blah. And you can hear Rue going, and we're looking at Gia and you hear Rue in the background going, what, did Gia say something to you about this? And then her, their mom gets mad at Gia like, what, did you know? And like, yeah, like if she knew her sister was doing drugs, she should have sold someone. But also she... But also, like, leave Gia alone, okay? Look, if it's not great that Gia knew that Rue was was smoking weed. That's, you know, all she knew. Mm -hmm. It's not great that she didn't tell her mom. Now is not the time to be focusing on that. What's their mom's name? Leslie? Yeah, Leslie. Uh, Mrs. Bennett, do better. Leslie, cop on. Come on. And then, like... Yeah, it's not the time, and then, like, Gia, I just... And then, during it, <laughs> their mom looks at Gia and was like, have you been smoke or no, looks at Rue and says, have you been smoking weed with Gia? And, like, don't say that like it's Gia's fault. She, like... D- mm-hmm. I... Look, mm-hmm. I... 100%. I and then, can't. even even if Gia told her mom, oh, yeah, Rue's been smoking weed, okay? That's not, like that bad in the grand scheme of things it's only a problem because Ju- rule has not been just smoking weed she's been doing everything uh-huh. else under the sun also like based solely on what we have seen on screen mm-hmm. this is like the first time we see her mom in this whole season mm-hmm. so like you know she's very concerned but as far as we know this is the only time she's been concerned what has she been doing also, sticking her head in the sand. She's been pulling the jewels. And, like, I'm really glad. So what happens is we get this great shot. Um, because, first of all, and her mom flip-flops between being angry and, like, trying to be understanding. Because Rue's like, well, fine, if, if you're accusing me. And she's like, I'm not accusing you, baby. Yes, I am. Are you doing pills or are you not? Right? And then Rue's like, fine, if you're so sure I'm doing drugs, let's go drug test me right now. Mm-hmm. And... Um, come on, let's go drug test me right now. And her mom goes, I don't need to. Jules told me everything. And in this shot, Rue's like walking down the hall. And then we get this, just this long shot of her mom. You see her mom, sh- like over her mom's shoulder of her mom standing in Rue's room. And Rue's like at the other hand of the hallway. And she just turns around real slowly. And you can like, like everything's changed. Although to be fair, I don't know what her like long-term plan was. Because... Who's- ruse because like she's like let's go drug test me right now is she not on drug like was she gonna go steal pee pee from lexi again um honestly i think she 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 was maybe thinking she'd buy enough time between like the pee being tested and like her mom reading the test to run away i don't think she had a plan (laughs) i know i know i said this a lot she was like she's like oh if i agree to do this drug test you won't actually drug test me that's my only other thought i've been saying a lot that like if i were rue which i'm not i would have hit a lot of rock bottoms i appreciate that rue finally did Mm -hmm. i did also before we see jules the the rue just has an epic meltdown she so mm-hmm. her her mom flushed the suitcase of drugs from a couple episodes ago and rue is just tearing up her her room gia's room her mom's room 
looking for the suitcase of drugs. She's saying all sorts of things. She at one point she is talking to her mom or talking to to Gia, and she's like, "You need to either become a doctor or an astronaut." Because if you don't, you know, people are going to think that that mom's a bad parent. It's all mom's fault. And, you know, maybe they're right. And it just. She like attacks her mom when she's first looking for it. She attacks her mom at one point. And her mom's like, it's going to be fine. Like her mom doesn't really understand the gravity. She thinks Rue is just flipping out because she's high. And that's probably part of it. But Rue's like, oh, oh my God, yeah. where are the drugs? Where's the suitcase? Where did you put it? It wasn't mine. And her mom's like, it's okay. I'm going to call the hospital. We'll get you help. And she's like, if she's like, you better not call the hospital. If you call the hospital, we're going to have a real problem. And then she like attacks her mom trying to get the phone off of her. And then she just tears apart their entire house. Not, not their entire house. She very conveniently does not tear apart the living room. That's true. And oh, they, yeah, and then her mom's like, and you don't, like, they're yelling at each other. Her mom's like, you do not scare me. You're not a good Yeah, person. she's like, I like, raised you. You don't scare. She kind of should. She should have scared you enough the first time she overdosed for you to be a little bit more proactive, Leslie. Well, one, she should scare you. And two, if she doesn't, um, we should have had this conversation before right now. And, like, even if she does not scare you, the situation should. And, honestly, it shouldn't be taking all this for the... I. I don't like their mom. I have a lot of empathy for how difficult it must be to mm-hmm. lose your husband and then have to raise these two girls on your own, one of which has had a whole host of problems before she started doing drugs. Oh, my God. Do better. Yeah, and Rue is like, like Eleanor said earlier, she yells at Gia about the being the astronaut. And then Rue's like really digging deep and lashing out because before she goes to Gia and says the bit about being an astronaut or a doctor, she says, um, she tells her mom basically that her mom's been hiding behind the fact that their dad is dead because otherwise she would, again, have to admit it might be her fault because she's like, oh, when people are like, oh, poor Leslie, her daughter's an addict, but her dad did die. Like, she's been using that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. But, like, also, I think Rue's been using that as an excuse. And, like, while I'm oh, sure... Oh, Rue's been using the reason, every excuse possible. Yeah, and while I'm sh- I have no doubt that's part of the reason Rue is doing drugs, that's not the only... Because it's not like her dad died and then she started doing the drugs. She was taking his drugs while he was still alive. Mm-hmm. Which we've talked like, about before. Yeah, his death definitely made things worse, but there's... Mm-hmm. There's no point in which we, we you know, can conveniently think that, or not conveniently, but like genuine, there, there's nothing that points to she never would have done this if he hadn't have died. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought, I thought the whole, the whole meltdown was, it was very, very realistic. And like, you definitely um, got a good glimpse of, of the desperation that, you know, especially like. It's a special kind of, of desperation when you take a vice away from an addict, like especially, you know, quitting cold turkey is hard enough when it's not your, when, when it's your decision. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I thought it was very realistic, but it was, it, it was so realistic that like, it was kind of hard to watch. And like, I, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts from, and feelings, but. She goes from being very angry and vindictive to like, then she break like Rue. their mom is in the room with Gia kind of like shielding her I guess and Mm. Rue like sits down outside the door and is crying she's like I'm so sorry it wasn't my my suitcase I'm so sorry Gia blah 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 and then she gets up and starts flipping out again and is tearing up her mom's room looking for the suitcase 
then mm-hmm. you hear Jules in the background going, we flushed them down the toilet. Yeah, which is beautiful. We do not know that Jules is, we know Jules told her mom, yeah. but like, we don't know. You get know the impression it's just the three of them in the house and like mm-hmm. Jules, like Rue is just flipping out. So then you hear Jules from the living room go, we flushed them down the toilet and like her whole face, she just freezes. She just, and her whole ugh. face changes. And, she and her, her mom, mom yeah, she her, goes, no, you go, sorry. Oh, her mom goes, what, are you embarrassed that Jules just heard everything you said? Which, as much as I just said mean things about Leslie, beautiful. hmm Amazing. Because you know that Rue would not have been acting like that if she knew mm-hmm. Jules was there. Mm-hmm. And then she tells her mom, F you, which, like, I mean, she's already dug the hole, so I guess it can't get any worse. And then she, like... She like stalks her way very slowly into the to the kitchen living room area, and mm-hmm. and you see, and then we, she's just like, oh, you get this shot, and it's it's Jules sitting at the kitchen table, and Elliot's like sitting in the couch in the in the background, oh. and his like, hands are his hands. He does not want to be there. He does not want to be there. I have to say, I was very glad Jules did the right thing because I at the end of the last episode, I thought she was just going to keep burying her head in the sand and pretend she didn't know, mm-hmm. and like I just thought she was going to keep trying to get Rue sober, but, like, not actually say anything about it. Yeah. So, I, I, yay for Jules, because she was kind of pissing me off with her being, I think still she was being willfully ignorant. We never get any confirmation of that, but, like, I, I stand by that. She, she definitely, yeah, there were too many signs for her to not cop on at least Mm -hmm. a little bit to, to, you know, something going on. She's either purposely, willfully ignorant or just, like, so wrapped up in herself, which neither is a really great option, but I guess Mm -mm. of the two, I'd rather she be selfish. Mm Mm-hmm. But but still, yeah. And then, as Eleanor said, this is probably an episode everyone's, like, heard or seen something from, because one of the first lines is, they're talking about, like, Jules is talking about how Elliot told her, I guess, and Elliot, she goes... Well, the first things first, Elliot's a, a liar and an addict, so if he tells you anything different, he's, he's a... So she's a... Jules, Elliot's an addict, so if he tells you anything different, he's a liar and a snake, and then she smacks him, which I know has mm-hmm. been a sound I've heard on yeah. TikTok quite a few times. And then Rue is, like, lashing out at everyone, and Jules at one point is like, because I don't want you to kill yourself, which I, I think is a good point. And if we remember, I think it was the last episode, where, or maybe the one before, but whenever... Rue was telling Gia, oh, you know, I'm doing, I'm smoking weed because I don't want to kill myself, which, like, was a lie, but also I do think to an extent, if she stopped doing drugs, she'd want to kill herself, you know? So there was an element of truth in it. There's, there's definitely, she definitely has things wrong with her that I think at this point, she needs to be medicated in some way. She just chose the, the non, um, mm-hmm. pr- well, prescribed to her way. Yeah. She chose the prescription route, but just not in the way that perhaps would help the most. But, like, when that argument is brought back up to her of Jules saying, well, I don't want you to kill yourself, she doesn't like it. And then we get the next most fa- next famous audio, which is um, Rue Ru gets all up in Jules' face, and she's like, mm-hmm. you're dead to me. Which is why I think the end of the last episode with the, the photo of the two of them is so interesting with her going, I love you, I love you. Because then she goes, I dead to me. you're dead to me. And Jules goes, you don't mean that. And Rue goes, I mean every word. You are dead to me, Jules. You and, and me is, were done. Yeah, she and she calls her a, 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 a W word. Mm-hmm. And 
which oh, is which says, is funny because um in the scene the like interrogation scene with um elliot doesn't do, when when elliot asks jules how many people she slept with doesn't rue say she doesn't want to answer that because she's a whore and then jules mm-hmm. is like and then Rose like, oh my god, I meant slut. Which, like, not a lot of difference, but it's, like, clearly an important distinction to Jules. Yeah. So I thought that was a... I mean, I don't want to call it a cute callback. But, like, yeah, it was well done. It, but I think it's further proof of, like, Rue is really trying to hurt people here because... She, oh, yeah. Because, like, like, you could just yell and be angry and tell your mom F you, and that's one thing. But, to, like, for her to look her mom... And it's not like she's, like, walking around yelling this. She's, like, face-to-face with her mom when she says... Mm-hmm. Oh, if, you know, my dad, my dad's dead. Because if he wasn't, maybe you'd have to admit it's actually your fault. Like, she's just looking her mother in the eye when she says things like that. And then Rue says to Jules, when one of the things I think was one of the worst things she says is, she goes, you know, you know, Jules, I have a lot of regrets in my life. But I got to tell you, meeting you has to be at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. And, like, Jules is already sad and hurt because it it's not an easy thing i think to go to your girlfriend's mom and be like hey she's doing drugs and i know she's gonna feel betrayed by me doing this and then she calls jules a vampire and um because rue's like oh you want to cry now you're a vampire sucking the spirit and the life out of everybody which i think is another thing that kind of another call back to uh, some not trauma it's lord like i think some hang-ups jules has about herself you know and then Jules is like, I love you. And Rue says, no, you don't. You love being loved. Which, which... Maddie said something similar to Cassie. Mm-hmm. I, they're so good at parallels. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what the parallel is trying to tell me. Because like, I think fundamentally Jules and Cassie are very different people. But I think... I, I think know. they I act out in, in... I think they, they kind of act out in similar ways to different mm-hmm. things. Also, I like Kalina was t- a while ago. Kalina was talking about how like Rue is just going after everyone. I think part of it is so that her mom gets sick of her and kicks her out, at least for like the day, so that she can go and find drugs. You know, I think, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't think she's just being mean because she. I I think I don't think she actually thinks most of what she's saying. Um, no, it's like. I I hope this is not exposing myself, but sometimes when you're hurt, you know things, and if you know someone, not even if you're hurt, not just me, if you know things about someone, (laughs) even if I never want, I'm sorry to drag you into my example, I never want to hurt Eleanor's feelings, but like, I I know things about Eleanor that probably most people wouldn't know, I would know where to dig, you know what I mean, and obviously you don't know that if it's your parent. So, like, I don't yeah. think, I agree with, even if she doesn't necessarily want to intentionally hurt her mom, it is very easy to pick something that you know is going to hurt. Whether you want to oh. or not, you just know that stuff. Exactly. Like, and if you, you know, are in a situation where you think that hurting the other person or, like, cutting them as deep as you can will distract from them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, screaming at you about all the drugs you're taking. Like, yeah, they they're, she's definitely close enough to, especially to Jules and to her mom that if if you know maximum hurt was her was her goal she would know mm-hmm. like i think you know i don't think i've ever been in this situation but if i really wanted to hurt kalina i'd just go after her lazy eye you know anyway <laughs> 
I no longer have a co-host. It's the Kalina hour. <laughs> so we're just going to skip ahead to all the Fez scenes. And uh, I'll just give you a ahead to all of no, um, one thing I will say, and I hate to, I don't, I don't want to say I agreed with Rue in this scene, but she did bring up a point we've brought up before, which is after she's like towards the end of her yelling at Jules, she's like, "You left, like you left me when I needed you." Like, oh, you're saying mm-hmm. you're doing this for the for you're doing this for to like for me, but you left when I needed you. You left me when I was at my lowest, which we've brought up before is when they were at the at the end of the first season when they're at the yes. train and Rue changes her mind and Jules is like. LOL, bye, and leaves anyway. Like, again, it's not Rue's responsibility. Sorry, not Jules's responsibility. But, like, she, Rue was very clearly on the edge at that yes. point, you know? I said, I said, again, Jules can and should not be blamed for Rue relapsing after the train thing. But I do think that, that Rue is, is right to call her out. I don't think mm-hmm. necessarily the um, actual details of how the calling out happens is perhaps yeah. great. But you can definitely tell that it's something that Rue has been thinking about for since it happened. And it, it perhaps they should have talked about it sober, but I, I do think exactly. it's kind of important that, that Rue brings it up again. Because, yeah, that was some... I think some, that's different than what Rue is saying, trying to hurt people in the sense that that's, mm-hmm. I think that's something that she, yeah, she genuinely has a hang-up about. And I, I think, like, my mom always said... She, we have fun conversations in, in, in our household. My mom always oh, said if any of us were an addict, she'd have no problem cutting us off because, yeah. And, and like, I'm sure it's easier said than done, but then, like, especially in the case of Rue's family, but like, Rue needed tough love. This was a long time coming, and, and because they waited so long, it's got to be a little tougher than just tough love, you know? It's got to be very harsh, which is, unfortunate, but unfortunately, it's miserable for everyone involved. There's definitely a point at which where you cannot treat an addict with empathy if, mm-hmm. if you, like, th- there comes a point, and unfortunately Rue has reached this point, where empathy will not change anything. And, like, it's 100%, I feel like it's the hardest choice for the family of an addict to make, because mm-hmm. you you know that, like, once you kind of stop, I don't want to say, like, enabling, because... Even, like, most enabling, I would say, isn't even, like, uh, intended. Yeah. But, like, there comes a point where anything you do, whether it's intentional or not, will, you know, enable them or allow them to continue. And so c- cutting them off is is the hardest choice you can make. But uh, if someone, you know, is where Rue is, it, you have to give them the wake-up call, which is not easy for anybody involved, but, like, you, you, you need to do that. <laughs> yeah, and then I think enabling is a good word, and when you someone is as far gone as Rue is, I think it's, like, basically, unfortunately, and, and also, well, unfortunately, is everything you do that is not actively stopping them from doing drugs is enabling. Uh, to an extent and then i was thinking about like i feel like i know we brought this up but like i feel so bad for gia because gia is in directly involved in all of this she's getting you know getting the worst of it i think sometimes but like can't what can she do you know because rue's mom can't do much because rue refuses to cooperate and listen but it, mm-hmm. it is her mother like you know she does have some power over her whereas gia is like her younger sister what is gia realistically going to be able to do other than sit down and watch this t- train wreck yeah which, like, goes to the point where, like, I don't, I, I don't want to say that Rue's mom needs to, you know, choose between her kids, 
But like at this point and a little bit, even like before this point, because we don't know what she was doing, whether she was like blind to it or willfully blind to it. Mm-hmm. But like after today, keeping Rue in the house is mm-hmm. harmful for both Rue and for Gia. Mm-hmm. And you need to, to separate them Sometimes for you gotta, as long yeah. as long as it takes for, you know, Rue to not be like that. Sometimes you gotta prioritize one kid. Like, not mm-hmm. forever. And like, it's not even, like, prioritizing. It's just, like, like in this specific... I, I agree with you, mm-hmm. but, like, in this specific situation, it, like, wouldn't even be prioritizing. It's, they have different needs, and right now you cannot be giving them both of, both of them, like, all the needs that they need in the same house. And whatever you do to help Gia, if you remove Rue, that will in turn help Rue. Because what happens mm-hmm. is... Elliot goes, oh, I shouldn't have said anything. Which, like, Elliot, that was not the lesson to take away from this, okay? And and, and Rue's mom is like, no, you should have. And she goes, I'm sorry, baby, to Jules, which I thought was cute. And then runs after. Yes. And they get they get Rue into the car. And they told Rue they were going to the ER. And then while they're driving, Rue's mom's like, oh, don't worry. We just need to get you back into rehab. And Rue's like, what do you mean rehab? I thought you said the hospital. That's not the same thing. And then they stop at a light and Rue just opens the door and gets out the car. And I wrote, don't, doesn't your car have a child lock? Yeah, you didn't put it on immediately. I I do like there's a scene where um, right before they get into the car. Do you know um, most of season one how Rue is wearing that big maroon sweatshirt? Mm -hmm. So Gia is tasked with packing Rue's little hospital bag. And you see she has a bunch of Rue's clothes on, on her bed while she's putting things in a suitcase. And she sees the the maroon hoodie and there's this this scene where she like touches it and almost goes to put it in the um suitcase but she hesitates and i thought that was a really nice mm-hmm. again adjectives are you can't really say nice but like i do think it was a it was a thoughtful well it was yeah it was a thoughtful it was a well crafted callback because you know most of her time i think that was what she was wearing when she came back from the hospital the very first time yeah so like there's a thought of, you know, don't, you know, if you, if you send her with the same clothes, she'll be more likely to repeat the cycle or what have you, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever Gia was thinking. I thought it was a nice little addition. Now comes the part that, um, we're getting to the best scene. I know I keep saying this is the best scene in TV history, but like this scene was just beautifully crafted. But before that we get to this episode stressed me out a lot. Because mm-hmm. Rue was doing a lot of running around. Now, Rue ran off out the car in the middle of the day. Then we get the little Euphoria title sequence. And then it's nighttime and she's, like, knocking on Fez's place. Trying to get in, but he's not there. And I'm like, no one found her. Like, in all these hours of looking, you're telling me no one saw this girl running Which around the street? brings me back to, how big is this town? I feel like if you had, if you were Leslie and you looked at Jules and you said, give me three places Rue might be. Fez's... At least Fez's store would be on top of the... I don't know if Jules has ever actually been to Fez's place, but, like, if Fez's store would be on mm-hmm. there, you know? And, and then, I feel like that's like, not even a if you're like, big leap. Oh, they were driving to rehabs. They weren't driving long enough for them to be, like, in the big city. Mm-mm. You know? But, so, she tries to go to Fez, he's not there, so then she runs to Cassie and Lexi's place. And I love their mom. She has one of the best lines. She goes... Are you all right, Rue? You look terrible. I mean, really, <laughs> really terrible. Bad. Yeah. And Rue's got to pee really badly, so she goes, 
She goes to the house and Lexi's talking to her and Lexi's like, please don't get me sick. I got to play. And Rue's like, yeah, yeah, this is all really interesting. Can I please go pee? Yeah. And then Rue's Maddie. Like, and- I have a cold and everyone's <laughs> like, uh, don't, don't get me sick. And she's like, it's not that kind of cold. Can we just <laughs> Can I please on? use the bathroom? And Lexi's like, yeah. But then Maddie and Cassie and Kat all come up the stairs and they're all like, let's hug her. And Rue's like, this is so much fun. I'm having such a great time. <laughs> Um, can I please go use your bathroom? And then oh Lexi's God. And mom, their mom is like, are you mom? in AA? Yeah. Are you in sister. NA or AA? Yeah. <laughs> she she's, clean. She's like, Lexi, do you remember when your dad tried to take me to AA? I was kicking and screaming. And it's like, girl. <laughs> I like hey, and then, then... <laughs> You go. <laughs> oh, I just love her. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, what one thing I like is because Lexi knows that no, obviously knows Rue best, and if you remember, we had a scene a couple episodes ago where Rue was like, uh, Lexi's like, I'm gonna tell your mom, and Rue was like, Oh yeah, really? And Lexi never does, and she has a lot of guilt over that. So while Lexi's mom is talking to Rue, um, I think you get a shot of Lexi's face. You can kind of see on her face she realizes what's going on. Like it's not just Rue's got to pee real bad and has a cold. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can tell she knows there's go- there's more going on there. And then we see Rue go upstairs and go dig through Lexi's mom's medicine cabinet, which is great. And then she comes out the bathroom. She sits down on the stairs because her mom is her mom has showed up, which like I feel like her mom showing up shouldn't have been the also right. If Rue has run away and she's been gone for several hours, clearly, because like I said, it was in the middle of the day when this happened. And now it's nighttime. No, like were they all pretending? Because I have to imagine Rue's mom called and was like, yo, if you see Rue, she's high, higher than high right now and ran out the car. Can you I, she's not high. Me? She's not high? Oh. No, she's sober. She's starting to go through withdrawal. Okay, I'm sorry. But um, I just stole her drugs. But, oh, I still agree. And she ran away. If you see her, please let me know, you know? I think that's part of what um, Lexi's mom was doing. She was trying to stall in the most, like, inconspicuous way possible (laughs) which like it's (laughs) it's true to like what the character would be doing you know she is acting as normal as she can so i mean i I think actually i felt the naaa question was genuine but i did like her and how's your mom i was talking to her how's your sister But no, yeah, so the Rue comes out the bathroom and her mom's there. And um, Rue's sitting at the top of the stairs. And like, I just thought this was filmed really nicely. We get shots like from behind Rue and you see everyone just kind of spread out throughout the room down like at a lower level than her. Yeah. So it's uh, literally every every girl except for BB and Jules mm-hmm. are there. And which, so like, I think BB should have been there, but that's not my, I'm not in charge of that. He <laughs> just, he, so Rue's there and like, her mom's giving her a speech about like, I know you're in pain and like, you know, the people here who love you and Rue's like, I can't get clean. Like, I can't do I can't do this forever. And then Cassie gives, listen, I thought Cassie was really cute. Okay? <laughs> Rue goes, I can't get clean. I can't do this forever. And Cassie's like, well, you don't have to, you know, you just got to take it one day at a time. And everyone's like, everyone's kind of looking at Cassie like, the right message, maybe not the right time. And she looks over at Maddie and Maddie gives <laughs> Definitely her like, not the right tone for like, <laughs> yeah. she's very and chipper. Maddie doesn't give her a thumbs up, but she makes like a little face that's like, good, good job, Cassie. <laughs> and like, they're trying to like, everyone's like, like, I don't know what to do because Rue's very clearly freaking out, you know? And then we get the just chef's kiss scene okay so cassie <laughs> says all that she's like you just have to take it one day at a time rue that's all and 
<laughs> and Rue goes, hey, Cass. And Cassie's like, yeah. I'll let, I'll let Eleanor take this because I don't believe in saying bad words. So you, you oh. give us a replay of the scene. Can I, can, I, can I say it? You can say it. She goes, Cassie, how long have you been fucking Nate Jacobs? And Cassie, who has absolutely no ability <laughs> to save herself or think no on her sense. feet or have common sense or anything, just goes, uh, yeah, yeah, what, what do you mean? Um, and then Rue is like, yeah, I saw them together. Uh, you know, I saw you kiss him and then get into his car. And Maddie looks at Kat. And Kat's like, you know, she doesn't say anything. She's but on her like, face, no, Kat goes she's like, Cass, that's like really bad. Well, th- that doesn't happen. Yet. Maddie looks at Cassie and da 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 da. And then Maddie is like, Rue, when was this? And she says, a little bit after New Year's. And then Kat's. Yeah, and then Kat says, Maddie, that's really bad, which it is. And thankfully, the two adults, um, Rue's mom is like, I don't care who's fucking who. <laughs> We're, you know, I need to focus on Rue right now. But um, Maddie does not quite. Uh, yeah. She she definitely grasps the, the gravity of the situation, but that's definitely not um, her top priority right now. Sorry, Rue. No, listen, Rue, uh, this kind of goes back to what we were saying about Rue and saying whatever she can to hurt people because she, she doesn't say it like a, like, a consp- like, like she's like revealing a big secret. She's like very, like very neutral in her tone. She's like, hey, Cassie, I just have a quick question for you. And then when Maddie's like, what are you talking about? Rue's like, oh, well, you know, I just saw her get in, like get into his truck and then kiss him and then they drove off. And like, she's just very like calm throughout the entire conversation mm-hmm. and my one of my favorite things is r- right after rue asks the question we get a shot of lexi and she like puts her hand over her mouth and sits back because lexi knew something was up with casting i think she started i think there was a shot in the last episode where she like i think she was starting to put two and two together so mm-hmm. rue asking that question was her going oh my god like i was right but then <laughs> Eleanor is right, and then Lexi's mom goes, um, can we table this conversation? And Maddie goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, look, Rue is not the best person in this scene. She knows how to create a scene. Mm -hmm. She knows exactly what she's doing. She knows exactly what, what, how did it, I bet as soon as she saw that the whole group of girls were there, when she went into the bathroom, she was like, okay. If my mom shows up, which she probably will, because I know Lexi or her mom or, you know, have probably already called her because mm-hmm. my mom has probably already called and said, if you mm-hmm. see Rue, I need you to tell me right away. What can I say? And then she was like, how much damage Cassie, can I inflict? Maddie. Perfect. <laughs> and she knows Maddie is crazy. And then Cassie, this is another sound that's been around on TikTok, is Cassie <laughs> going, oh, my God. No, I don't even know why she would say that. Which, like, She's if like Cassie would it even a little bit cooler... We would have been fine. Oh, my God. I just, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you are in a fight, or not even a fight, if you are in a conversation with a drug drug addict who is, like, actively not having a good time, and you are not able to fight off one accusation, it's so easy to for her to, Cassie should have said, Rue, that's insane. You must really be hurting. Why don't you go with your mom? Literally any. Like, I I just don't know how you can have that little 
Oh. <laughs> Remember a couple episodes when my, uh, so I think it was in the first season, and Maddie is like, I don't know if your brain is scrambled from like all the Molly you take. Just just say something like that. Mm-hmm. You want to be Maddie those. so bad, pull a Maddie right now. And then you know what Maddie would have done? Never let Rue say something like that, even if it was true. And then we kind of get like a parallel with um what she said to what Rue said to Jules because Rue said to Jules, "Oh, you're crying now. Now you want to cry." And Maddie starts hyperventilating and bawling, which like definitely convinced me that she's not sleeping with Nate Jacobs. I don't know about you. Sorry, Cassie starts hyperventilating oh, sorry, and bawling. Yes, Cassie. Yes. Um, which d- definitely convinced me that she was telling oh, the truth. Oh, I was super convinced. And then Maddie's like, you're crying? You're sleeping with my ex-boyfriend and you're crying? And meanwhile, right, Rue's mom is like standing on the stairs trying to get trying to get Rue uh-huh. to come in the car. And Lexi, for some reason, opens the door and is like, do you guys want to like, you want to go for a walk? We'll go outside and talk about this. Yeah, because everyone... the adults are like, you two need to stop talking about that. And Lexi's like, why don't you guys talk outside? Which, Lexi, I appreciate you trying to help. Don't open the door. Yeah, so what? Ha- so um, th- this is when Maddie's like, when was this? And Rue's like, oh, a little after New Year's. And then Cassie takes off up the stairs and Maddie and Kat take... Maddie takes off after her. Kat takes off after Maddie. Rue takes off out the open door that they left open for mm-hmm. some God, God knows what reason. And then um, Rue rolls back up to, to my man's, my man's place. Yes. But yeah, oh, sorry. Before, sorry, I just found another note. Back oh, to no, we could, we could have a whole episode about that one scene. Cass, back to our Cassie Jules parallel is um, Ru, Maddie. I said it reminds me of Rue because Maddie also calls Cassie selfish, and it's it's it. Again, they both like I I don't think Jules would ever do what Cassie did, but they both go about things the same way, which is very interesting because they're so different. But I guess maybe it comes back to approval because if you think about it, right? Cassie wants her dad's approval, and I suppose on a some level, Jules is looking for her mom's approval, even though her mom mm-hmm. sucks. But anyway, we get to my dream man's place. I they definitely both want validation from outside yes. sources. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote down, Eleanor says I talk like Fez, and she's right. Yes, I am. Oh, also, I wrote down, uh, this is way before when uh, Rue is, she's, but you know the game Frogger? Where you have to, like, hop through the, the busy road? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rue does that twice in this episode. The first time is when she gets out of her mom's car before this whole thing happens. Um, And I don't think jaywalking is a real crime. Whatever Rue is doing. Definitely. 100% a real crime. I don't know how no one caught her before they do. They haven't caught her yet. Yeah. But I don't know why it took so long. Also, Also, she's like, it's not even like she's like a healthy teenager. She's a teenager... That is like going through withdrawal actively. Yeah, she like can't right walk right. She's definitely yeah. not, you know, at a hundred. She's not usually at a hundred percent. She's definitely not at whatever percent she has left. But then but like, she and she's like just digging the hole because like she goes to Fez and then she goes and tries to steal some of his grandma's drugs and he walks in on her and he's like really rude and she's like she won't miss them and Fez is like yeah, yeah no you got to get out the Rue's house. Rose like can I take three and Fez is like. No, it's the principle of it. You need to get out of my house. <laughs> he has to like manhandle her and she's like, get off of me. And he's like, got, he's like trapping her arms, trying to get her out the house. And Astrid, he's really just like manhandling her with basically a pinky. And like, 
I don't know if that means he's really strong or she's really weak or both, but I love him. I, I love but him. But I love him. Anyway, he tosses her out onto the um I said I said Fez is the only person willing to give her tough love throughout this entire mm. show. Fez, time and time again, has been the one person who's like, when he knows she needs to get... And, like, to be fair, he shouldn't... I do think he enables her as well, but... And he shouldn't yeah. have been enabling her as much as he was. But, but like, also, also the only person... He's a drug dealer, so, you know, some of it's just an occupational hazard, but, like, yeah. And I think to an extent, like, he is around people who do drugs all the time. I think he's a little bit more understanding of, like limits if that makes sense now i do think mm-hmm. rue goes past her limits and he enables her but he's also the only person who's willing to like tell her when she's call her being out stupid. yeah yeah so anyway he tosses her out and i Which, said like, about i'm to sorry do i'm stupid. sorry if your drug dealer is the only person who is honest with you about how you need to stop doing he is he mm-hmm. is giving up the a man. bag exactly. for you like exactly anyway then Rue takes off, and I said she's about to do something stupid, and I was right, because we get this shot of, like, these people are leaving their house, and the garage is open as they're pulling out the driveway. Oh, also, sorry, just real quick. When uh, mm-hmm. Rue is in, I don't know if it's Lexi's bathroom or Lexi's mom's bathroom, but in a bathroom in that house, she steals a pair of gold earrings. Yes. And then we see Rue standing in the street outside this house where these people pull off from, and she turns around and looks at the camera. And then makes a mad dash into their garage before the the door closes. And I um. I said I was a little bored. It's weird to have an episode because not usually the episodes focus on one person. You know, we get the little blur, like the little background in the beginning, and then we like let's focus on one person mainly, mainly with like little interjections. So mm-hmm. I was kind of bored because one Rue was stressing me out, and two it was just like Rue. She goes in this house and she digs around. And, like, there's a dog in the house, and the dog's friendly, and then she's, like, yeah. trying to... She's stealing from these people. She takes cash and some jewelry. She opens a safe, and she finds a gun. But, like, the whole time, I'm like, what's everyone else doing, like, while Rue is... Because, like, basically, I really wanted to get back to Maddie and Kathy. I was really, yeah. really invested in that storyline. And, like I said, this is one of the most linear episodes, so, like, it is a lot slower. Mm. And I think, really, until... The whole robbing the house montage, the the slowness really worked, but yeah. at this point, like yeah, I, I mean, need it's, to spend so I much think time on her robbing these people. Like I figured, I my thing is like Rue. It's not like what Rue is doing is super, I guess, exciting in the first half. Basically, I mean, you know, she's having a confrontation with her mom. She's having kind of a an unplanned intervention. Like it's it's kind of important to the story. But, like, usually when something super, you know, impactful or exciting is going on, like, even the last episode where they stole the liquor, it was intercut with a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. So usually when, when you know, we know something's going to be super important, you know, it's, it's more fast-paced. And this is just yeah. really slow of Rue just being stupid. She finds they're safe, and, like, to be fair, I do think these people deserved it, because the password for their safe was 111111, and I just feel like maybe pick a different password for your safe. So anyway, she goes in there, she finds a gun, and then the people come home, so she goes to hide under the bed, and the lady's like, oh my god, there's stuff missing, get the gun, I think someone broke in. 
And then the guy goes to get the gun from the safe, which also is under the bed where Rue is hiding. So then he sees her. And then she mad dashes it out of their house. And, like, again, oh, yeah. like Eleanor, Eleanor said earlier, this girl, like, can't... She's running with a limp. Like, how did no one... It cannot be that hard to grab a hold of and keep a teenage girl. Yeah. And, like... Yeah. Seriously. And then for this one, I guess it makes more sense that the cops didn't catch her because, you know... It's not like her leaving the house and them calling the cops and the cops arriving would take, you know, 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. But the cops definitely, like, see her. They don't see her, you know, and think she's the suspect. What happens is they run into the cops and they're like, oh, wow, it's a teenage girl out in the middle of nowhere. We should probably be like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. Which is exactly how she says it. Yeah. And then they're like, where are you going? And she goes... Oh. And they're like, why? And she goes, huh. and then she says it again, and then she pukes. And then they're like, oh, maybe we should. And then pay attention. Pull in a Cassie, uh, totally not acting suspicious at all, takes off. Mm-hmm. So the cops are like, let's drive after this lady. Again, why are you, the cops, not catching up to a drug addict who's on foot? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. You know what the one thing we know about cops are? They love using excessive force. And I'm not saying they should be using excessive force. I'm just saying, use some of that swiftness if you're going to be going after a teenage girl. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and then, so she plays Frogger, right? Again, as Eleanor mentioned earlier. And then she runs through some people having like a birthday party in a backyard. She runs through their backyard, pushes this guy into the food table. Things like a quinceanera or something, right? Knocks the cake over. These cops are running after her on foot now. There's like four of them. She's hopping over walls and into cacti. She's having like her full on action movie adventure runaway scene. They're like, they're fun, but it's not necessary. (laughs) She like jumps over another wall and crashes into this like glass table where these people are having a pool party. The cops are still trying to recover from jumping into cacti, which like, again, why is the person like if she was high, I'd understand her like maybe breezing through everything like it's not hurting, but she's in withdrawal. She's already in pain. I feel like everything would hurt more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then the cops finally give up looking for her and she's hiding in a trash can that they walked right by. And there's also a scene where she's like, I guess, running through a storage unit cause, or mm-hmm. garages. I'm not 100% sure which yeah, one. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's out where Fez lives. And like a lot mm-hmm. of the places look like that. I think I have to imagine they're storage units. But like, That's it, what it, I thought. Yeah. But there's a guy just either watching TV in his garage or watching TV in his storage unit. And she like goes from the roof and steps on the... It's like one of those sliding kind of garage doors, but I've also seen it in a storage unit. And she mm-hmm. steps on it, and then the door falls. And I thought that was kind of a, a fun element, but also like, oh, I loved Jesus her running Christ. through people's backyards. I love scenes like that where they're just getting these little like I think they do it in um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and he's rushing home trying to get home, and he's just running through people's backyards, slightly um, more chaotic than Ferris Bueller, but it was it just, fun. Just a touch. If I, I said if I were a cop, though, and I had, to, I jumped over a fence and landed in cacti, I'd quit immediately. Uh-huh. And then I said they need to get new cops because these ones suck. These ones suck. Look, not to get political, but, like, most cops suck. These ones aren't even good <laughs> at the job. Some of them at least suck because they're, you know, 
a little bit a little bit too good at understanding the job description these ones are just like wow. yeah they're just bad at like the fundamental principle <laughs> of their job which is catch the person yeah they're just like kind of bad at being people <laughs> like i feel like they all took a physical and i'm pretty sure the physical involved running faster than a teenage girl you know uh-huh um and then we get to who's perhaps the scariest character in this whole show so rue's running around she escapes the cop she hops out this trash can and she runs and she she knocks on a door and who opens it Lori. Lori, who I if also we will like remember Lori. she had that great amazing not idiotic idea of uh borrowing why would you go to her the woman you owe ten thousand dollars because Rue knows she has drugs. Look, where has Rue always gotten her drugs? Fez. That has failed. Who was the only other person in running distance who she knows will have drugs? Because Fez says, even though Fez kicked her out, before that, Fez was like, I don't keep drugs in the house anymore. And she's like, well, darn it. I need, I need, I need my drugs, which is also exactly how she sounds. No, my favorite. I wrote down I sound like Lori because she goes, Lori opens the door and goes, Rue Bennett, I'm so excited to see you. And says it exactly like that. There's no <laughs> inflection in her voice at all. She's like, wow, well, I missed you. And then Rue's like, I don't have any money, but here's all this stuff I stole. Can I? She does yeah, have money. She has please. like an envelope of cash from the storage unit. But like definitely not however much drug money she is owed. Mm-mm. Which, oh, like, then, again, I know you need drugs, and I can understand why you went there, but why would you go there? I know, and then why would you go there and be like, uh, I don't have, I lost your, your drug, drugs, and I owe you drug money, I was worried you'd be angry, and Lori's like, I don't think I've ever been angry in my life, which if anyone ever says those words <laughs> to you like that, you're gonna get murdered. Uh-huh. Something is going to happen, and it's not going to be good. But also, I've heard Kalina say that. Not quite in that voice. But no, yeah, it's the, it's the combination of I don't of I've never been angry in my life and also the calmness with which she said it. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. She's yeah, she's she's a scary that, lady. That's a like a, I don't get mad, I get even. That's that's the same energy, okay? Yeah, because she definitely does. And then Lori's like, well, I'm I'm really um like I really appreciate you coming here, but like you're gonna have to pay in cash. I'm sorry, like I yeah, can't it's not a pawn shop. Stuff. And she goes, um, when do you think you're going to come up with the rest? And Rue's like, soon. And she goes, Rue, no, to be honest, you don't really look like someone who's going to come up with $10,000 in cash very soon. Which is right. Fair. Maybe um, Rue should have delayed her going there by a titch. And by a titch, I mean, uh, never. And then Rue goes to the bathroom and so basically Lori's like I don't have any drugs like I only have like what is it morphine but you have to do it with a needle and Rue's like oh I don't do drugs with a needle because you know we got standards mm-hmm. at least we have limits I and guess Rue goes to the bathroom and like Lori's like okay let's get you cleaned up and into the shower and Rue's like you don't have any pills and she's like no I don't have any pills I'm sorry um, darn and Rue agrees to do morphine Rue's like, I'll take anything you have. I feel like I'm dying. And Rue agrees to do, do morphine. And, and Lori's like, are you sure? Like, I, you can only do it with the needle. Like, are you sure? Um, now, 
Lori says all of this like she didn't lay out a bottle of morphine and a needle off to the side before she went to help ruin the bathroom because the whole scene with ruin the bathroom we don't actually see them we get we're focused on this bottle of morphine and this needle and then in the background very fuzzy is Lori and Rue and you hear them having this conversation I should also note Lori moves aside some pills to get to the bottle of morphine oh yes that that was yeah she's like and I, I know pills we're all shocked that Lori isn't a stand-up <laughs> character um, I can't do drugs because I refuse to stick myself with a needle or snort anything. My nose is sensitive. And then also I wrote, also because drugs are bad, obviously. That's the first reason. Yeah, my nose is like always running and I don't want to make it worse. And like, I can't, I can't, I'm delicate. You know, I can't be sticking myself with a needle. Um, I don't um, want to smoke have... things. My lungs are bad. Every time I get blood drawn, I get told I have small veins. I have to use a very... Spe- I always got to tell the, 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 the phlebotomist that I need a special kind of needle for them to draw my blood. And I don't want to have to do that myself. Uh, the one time... Actually, I've got my blood drawn twice. The first time it happened, In I passed life? out after... Yeah. Why Why are you... How many times have you gotten your blood drawn? I think I... I'm not, I'm pretty regularly. I think every time I go home, my doctor's like, we need oh. to do blood work on Kalina. Maybe that's just me. I got it done, the, the, I don't remember the first, or if this was both of the times or just one of them, but, um, one, one of them, it was because, um, they had to, I guess, check my levels before they put me on birth control. I think that was probably the second time as well, but no, I've never got, I don't do like regular blood work. I'm not 75. I mean, I don't do, okay, so what happens is every time (laughs) I I say, I I usually go to the doctor just for my yearly, so she does my blood work, we do my blood work. Oh yeah, I don't do that. I fast. Oh. I go to the doctor when I need I'm more like, of my medication or when something is wrong. I go to the, oh, see, I only go to the doctor for my yearly checkup. If something's wrong, I just suffer. Like, every time I get sick, I'm like, oh, how many nighttime NyQuil can Kalina take before she dies? And Eleanor has, um, Eleanor has witnessed this experiment with me. It's very fun. I get really loopy after um, two doses, so. Because that stuff oh, stays in your system for a yeah, while. Yeah, and, like, you'd think... If Kalina was that gone on cough medicine, she would be like, okay, I need to sit in my bed until I feel better. That's what I do when I'm sick. Nope, it's Aaron time. Kalina's like, let's go get some ice cream. Let's go out to eat. And then halfway through, she's like, that's her falling asleep. Okay. I have some great ideas, though. And like... I think I wrote like some some essays high off of my NyQuil medication and it's never like and then when I get sick right I don't get sick terribly often so when I do it's for like a big chunk of time mm-hmm. and it's always like a flu or a fever I have for a while so I'm taking like nighttime NyQuil flu medication. <laughs> and then one time I got sick when Clint and I were living together and she gave me some of this nighttime medication literally from a bag that said really sick on it okay like you oh, know yeah, emerge- I, I never know when i'm supposed to take what so my mom wrote on the back this is for when you're i also have um because i get loopy i have some medication for like cold and flu that's meant for people with high blood pressure because um, <laughs> because we don't, want to kill, <laughs> we don't want me to die so but okay i took one of these pills and I slept for 14 hours. I don't know how she was standing, <laughs> let alone hype enough to go somewhere. See, it has, oh. it has the opposite effect. See, I'm just really chilled normally. So you give me some medication. I'm like, let's do everything. Oh, it's 
Honestly, it's fun. I'm it's fun. a really fun Kalina, but I don't remember half of it afterwards. Also, oh, absolutely Eleanor's not. Eleanor's like, do you remember we talked about this? I'm like, I have no, no. clue what you're talking mm-hmm. about. I have to like remind her who I am and like mm-hmm. what planet we're on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> Rue I, I know Rue is in withdrawal, right? But like, okay, first of all, we don't know. I Rue went to Lori. Blah blah. We're moving all of that aside. Why would you? then trust the lady who you owe 10 like if i owed her like 50 bucks maybe but like she's scary and i owe her ten thousand dollars i wouldn't trust her because she is so desperate that her mind her mind is warped like at this point because even if homegirl was like oh yeah i do have pills do you want some i'd be like no you're kind of terrifying the only thing that is keeping her upright at this point and she's a very shaky upright is the the hope that you know the next conversation she has will lead her to getting her fixed so that she stops feeling uh, like withdrawal is not fun i know you know nobody thinks it is but like literally the only thing on her mind is getting something to stop feeling like that and Lori can provide it because she only knows two drug dealers and fez is mad at her yeah and then, so when Lori goes to give her the drug, she like pokes her so many times. And I was wondering why, because in it, she's like, stop moving, Rue, stop moving. Um, but like, I was wondering if she was just purposely trying to give her a lot of track marks because she stabs her like six or seven times at least. I think so. There are a lot of theories that like Lori is out to, to traffic Rue. And like, I oh, kinda... definitely. I 100% believe that. Rue and is I feel, in the bath yeah. at Lori's place. And um and then we get it, it's really cute and um <laughs> lighter. We kind of transition into young baby Rue taking a bath and her hair is getting washed. First of all, the person they picked to play baby Rue, the child, so absolutely cute. adorable. Uh, she's getting her hair washed and then we get back to the scene we've seen five hundred times, which is Rue at um at her dad's like wake. Um, mm-hmm. but I think they do a really good job. I think we've mentioned this before, but they do a really good job of de aging them by a couple years. Because, yeah. like, I like I, I think it's genius, especially with Rue and Cassie. I think they do a great job. But she's given her little her little speech about, like, you told me if I ever wanted to be with you, I would just have to close my eyes because memories exist outside of time. And then we get young Rue and her dad at the hospital when Gia was born. And they're like, it's he, he so says, cute. it's so cute. And I wrote down this line. He goes. She goes, can I have her? And her dad goes, of course you can have her. She's your sister. She'll always be your sister. And I get real sad. And then I think like it that that scene and like how Rue constantly like goes back to her dad when she's high. I do think it does a good job of Mm -hmm. because as much as we say Rue would definitely still be doing drugs if her dad hadn't died, I do think it shows that you know in the timeline we currently are in. Mm-hmm. That is definitely what pushed her over to being as bad as she is. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think it would have been as extreme. And then, we, you, you know, we get the... Because Rue talks about... She talked about this in the first season when we first meet her and how, like, she is always searching for just... When you do drugs, you only get it for, like, 10 seconds, but it's just 10 seconds of, like, nothing. Just mm-hmm. peace and, and silence and everything slows down and that's what she's always chasing. And it always links back to the quote we keep hearing at her dad's funeral, which is... Her dad said, memories exist outside of time and have no beginning or end, which we talked about before. One time they used the song, uh, a song for you by Donny Hathaway, where he goes, I love you in a place where there's no space and time. So that's a reoccurring theme is the drugs are like kind of her connection to her father. Her father's kind of like the catalyst for all of this. And also it's just this moment of 
of nothing, this moment of just pure peace and existence and like that's why she's doing the drugs. Still not good that she's doing drugs, but like Oh, no. I do think I I th- I remember there was a small little controversy. I think it might have just been a tweet um but like somebody was saying something about how Zendaya's character or like the show in general is like glamorizing drug use. Mm-hmm. And if you watch more than two episodes of the show, it's real like I don't think everybody in the world has, you know, firsthand experience with addicts, but I mean I I do and I think this show is a very good depiction of like especially this episode of like when you are in such a bad way, like mm-hmm. you can ruin everything in mm-hmm. a second and your only thought will be how to get that next fix. Mm-hmm. And so like I don't think if you are paying attention if we are watching the same show, yeah. not even just glamorizing drug it might be glamorizing lesbianism, but like that's okay. <laughs> That's fine. That should be glamorized. The only time (laughs) I think they glamorized it would be like, I want to say episode one or episode two of the first season. You know, when like everyone was doing that euphoria makeup trend and Rue was at that party and it was the scene where she's talking about how she's just searching for that man in a piece. I would think that's the only time they glamorize it because for the most part they do show, like when they show Rue doing drugs, what in the first in the first episode of this season her heart almost stopped and then every other time she's like doing drugs or something to do with drugs it's how awful they're making her life and how hard her life is because of them she's not i don't know having a having a fun time over here and like and and this is one of the shows where sometimes like you could be like oh well the fact that they're showing her doing drugs is just to glamorize it but like i think here the fact that they're them showing her doing drugs is necessary for the plot so we know you know when she's high what's going on but it's not like they're like, oh my god, look how cool Rue is. They're more like, yeah. Rue is doing drugs right now. This is going to impact the next few scenes that we see. And like, especially I think this episode compared to even the one right beforehand, like how almost grittier this episode, even like mm-hmm. the first half of this episode versus like after the bathtub where you get like the blissful uh, uh, flashback. Mm-hmm. Like when Rue is not on drugs, she is not having, when the story is not being told with um, a nice little fentanyl cloud, mm-hmm. it sucks. She is not having fun. She is ruining mm-hmm. things all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, imagine how much more detail of, like, everybody else's lives that, you know, she's negatively impacted we would we would be getting if she was not the narrator, you know? Yeah, and then, like, even if you're like, oh, well, some of the scenes are funny. Like, her, you know, robbing the people, her being like, what's their password? One, one. Like, that's funny. But at the same time, I don't think it's like, haha, her withdrawing from drugs is funny. It's more like just trying to, and especially because we were saying earlier, those scenes are so slowly paced. Kind of trying to lighten the mood. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not, it's, not, it's not making fun of the situation. You know, it's not making light of the situation. Mm-hmm. But we've been here a while. We're going to wrap up. We have. Yeah, so real quick, bathtub scene, Rue. I think this this exact moment is when she finally hits rock bottom. Um, Which again, I feel, I feel like, like we should have gotten here before. We, we really should have, but I'm, you know, I'm glad she's suffering. <laughs> at, least uh, <laughs> hits, at least there is a rock bottom, you know? Yes. Um, so she's in the bed with Lori, and it kind of, we don't really get, you know, a blueprint of Lori's house, but it kind of seems like the bedroom she's in is either right next door or connected 
to Lori, and so she's like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I need to get out. And she has to stay really quiet and, like, not wake a bird or however many pets she has. And Yeah, there's a guy sleeping on the couch. She tries to escape, but the door is locked. Um, but there's a guy sleeping on the couch with a gun, and I was like, Rue, first step, get the gun away from him, because if he wakes up, at least he can't shoot you. Mm-hmm. But then, like, getting the gun away from him would probably wake up. Anyway, there's a lot of obstacles. Um, she has to, like, sneak th- sneak across Lori's bed, and it's Lori mm-hmm. and some scary-looking guy in bed together. And he hears, I think the bird makes a noise, and she is at the window. I think it's the bathroom window. Yeah, she's in the I bathroom also, in their room. Yeah. And, and she she's, has like, sneaking to, out the window as the guy's, uh, like, walking into the walking bathroom. Walking towards her. And as soon as, when she jumps down, a car goes past. So her, you know, thud, she's jumping. It looks like a second story window. So mm-hmm. the jump is, you know, muffled by the car going past. And she just has to book it. And she's running, because the, the gate is closing. Because it's, I guess it's a gated community. I really want a map. You know how some books start out with a map of the town? We need <laughs> one of those. Because yeah, I don't be think they put a lot of thought into it. Oh, I was gonna, uh, I was actually going to say this might be for you back to Eleanor's belief that this is Florida, because I was like, if I were driving by and I saw someone drop out a second story window, wouldn't you be like, hmm, that's suspicious. But also, if it were in my neighborhood, no, I wouldn't. I would be like, <clears> I never saw. I saw nothing. I was driving my car. I was looking at the road officer. Except also, even today, I saw something weird feet? happen outside that had to have hurt. Mm-hmm. But, Some morphine. It, it, yeah, she's at this point she's high, so like I feel like she doesn't feel things as much, but she hobbles home, and that's kind of where we end the the episode. Yeah, we get this shot of her mom sitting at the table looking real sad, and the door opens and she goes Rue, and the episode ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I just again we were talking about rock bottom, and I feel like you've got to recognize at a certain point rehab is a better option than Lori being trapped in Lori's house because like it was very clear Lori intentionally kept her there like I said the door was padlocked there was a guy sleeping on the couch with a gun there's the bird like she didn't make it easy for her to get out yeah even like the very first time we saw Lori's house where they had everybody strip naked to make sure they weren't wearing a wire you know not (laughs) It's not a very loving environment. I don't think it's a very recovery-friendly environment. And then you wake... And, like, I'm sure it's not as as appalling to her as it is to us. But, like, if she never does drugs, like, I, you know, IVs the drugs, and she wakes up and she's got 15 million track marks in her arm, I'd be like, hmm, let me get out of here because I did something stupid. <laughs> yeah. But she gets home. That's where the episode ends. They play It Never Rains in California. I'm listening to it right now. That's why. I... Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know that song. <laughs> um, I, so um, what's our takeaway? Uh, don't do drugs. Our takeaway is not even that. Our takeaway is if you are doing something so immensely stupid, like having sex with your best friend's crazy ex-boyfriend, oh, uh, have that was my second point. one <laughs> excuse handy at all times. Have and if you cannot cell. outsmart Rue Bennett, who is very smart when she's putting, you know, all of her tools to use, she was not 
at her smartest. That was not at her peak. If you cannot outsmart her, you are not smart enough to be doing things that require you to be Actually, a little bit Actually, I take it back. No, no, no. The lesson is don't sleep with your best friend's ex-boyfriend. Especially the, if he's insane. The lesson is if you're going to be sneaky, you have to be smart. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, what's that sound? But not about, about drugs. Don't do drugs. <laughs> And then, if you're going to be stupid, <laughs> like, you if you're going to be stupid, you better be tough. Yeah. That's Cassie. Cassie made some stupid decisions. And, the, like, it's not even like Maddie did anything to her. She just started bawling immediately before Maddie even got within two feet of her. Uh-huh. Maddie had not moved from where she, where she was standing. And Cassie was like, oh, my God, also, I don't know why she would say that. And then started crying. You can, A, say, that's crazy, Rue is on drugs. That'll buy you at least two days to think of a better story. Mm-hmm. You can say, you know, Nate didn't really give me a choice, which isn't a great thing to lie about, but is believable given who Nate is in Maddie's history. There are a million ways you could have handled it to, at the very least, buy yourself time to think of something better or pack a bag and leave. Saying, uh, t- uh, t- I know I said we were wrapping this up, but also, right, what does it say about (laughs) Cassie, though, that Maddie immediately believed Rue? Because, like, it wasn't like, it wasn't, Maddie, there was never any time where anyone in the room was like, what do you mean, Rue? Like, Rue said that, and they were like, Cassie, what she, and they all looked at Cassie, Mm -hmm. and everyone was like, oh my god, she's right, especially Lexi. Now, Lexi makes sense, because that's her sister, and, like, she's a little bit closer, and she's seen what Cassie's been going through, but everyone in the room was willing to give the benefit of the doubt of the doubt of, yeah the benefit of the doubt yeah. to the drug addict who's actively going through withdrawal and who they have yeah. to like go on a manhunt for do better yeah if you're gonna be our, the, listen the moral of today's you know, episode is if you're gonna be stupid be tough yes and um we are we have to stop now because we have we have spoken for two hours before, and uh, we don't pay our editor enough to cut that down to one hour, and we don't really want to be releasing two-hour episodes. Um, well, we do. You don't want that, and we believe in listening to the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I have been Eleanor. I have been Kalina. This has been the Fezco Fan Club. We'll be back on Friday. Yes, we will. Bye. Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. One day we will have an intro, but today is not that day.